דף למד עמוד בית, ויימן קווה דה הד, זימנין דה מיכסוי ושייה וזימנין דה מגדר אנשים. the head covering and what that's all about and where it comes from. And it's based in our Gomorrah on a, a series of Mishnahs that talk about uh, statements of a neder that are, can't be taken literally because the person didn't intend them literally. And yet, pivoli boshavim, his mind and his, uh, and his heart and his, his, his heart and his, and his words are aligned because you can interpret what he was intending into the words. You've got to use a bit of imagination to connect some dots in these, in these Mishnahs. In this particular Mishnah, which is quite difficult to understand how the, how the Gemara interprets the Neder, but in this case, a man makes a, a Neder, he doesn't want to have any benefit or give any benefit to, have any benefit from or give any benefit to men, to people with black hair. That's what he says. What does he mean? Who does he mean? The Gemara says what emerges is it includes people who are bald, it includes people who have gray hair, and the Gemara talks about why that is, um, but it doesn't include women and children. And so the, again, we have to use imagination to interpret his words, but he does. And the Gemara says, uh, And the reason the children, women and children are not included because only men are called black-haired people, dark-haired people. My time, Anashim Zimnim de Mipsa Rashayev, Zimnim de Megali Rashayev. The Gemara says quite a sweeping statement because men, you see their hair. Sometimes they cover their head and sometimes they don't. So you can make a comment like that, black-haired people. And most Jewish men at one stage of their life has, lives have dark hair. Uh, but women always cover their heads. So this whole question of did women used to or didn't they? Women always cover their hair. How much do the coverings that you can't see their hair? That's the, the difference. You don't know if the hair is black or, or what color it is. That's, the, that's, what the, that's what the din is. And we're not going into the whole din of, of women covering their hair, which is a whole partial. And, and children always walk around without a head covering. It's clear from the, from the Gomorrah as well that we're talking about a, a full hair covering because we're talking about the fact that you know that a man's hair is, is dark because sometimes he covers it and sometimes it isn't. If it was talking about a kippah, if it was talking about a yarmulke, then it wouldn't make a difference if he covers his hair or not. You know whether his hair is dark or it isn't. So, the, so when the Gomorrah says men always cover their hair, it's talking about a proper hat or turban as the Svarodim do. It's talking about a full head, head covering. And that's why the women, it says also it's talking about a full head covering. And the, uh, the uh, Mephorashim talk about here the fact that, that even the non-Jewish women in those times and those places and today and probably in most places of the world, if you look at numbers of population, Uh, in Africa, in Asia, women cover their hair. It's not, just a, it's not just a Jewish thing. Anyway, we're not getting to the women's side of it. We're interested in Anashim zimni mixur zimni megalu. Men sometimes do, sometimes don't. What does that mean? Says Tosfot, And sometimes when their head is uncovered, you can see the color of their hair. Again, clear from the Tosfot that we're talking about a full hair covering, not about a kippah. 
ואף אגב דאיקה קרחים לבעלי סבת מכל מקום כמה פעמים מגלים ראשם, סנסמטיימס די רוויל להה, וגם מותרים לגלות באקראי בעלמה. And they are also permitted to do that. As long as it's a casual thing, you don't walk around without a head covering. Again, as I understand the Mishnah so far, it's all talking about a full head covering. Um, so, so, you, so you can walk around without a full head covering, a hat or a turban. The women never, never walk out without a head covering, but men, even in front of other people, can walk out without a full head covering. The Shulchan Aruch in Simon Beis, Two, two dinim at the end of Simon Beis. One, asu lelech bekomaz kufa. You can't walk in an arrogant way. Velo yelech talad amot begilui rosh. And you shouldn't walk for amot with a gilui rosh without a head covering. So here it's not so clear whether it's talking about some form of a head covering or a full head covering. But what's interesting is, and the, uh, the uh, Morgan Avrom and others point out, that, kom, that komaz kufa, to walk arrogantly, that's... even if it's not for Amot. You're not allowed to walk that way at all. Walking arrogantly is a more serious prohibition than walking without a kippah. And that we see in the second, in the, right at the beginning of Shulchan Aruch, that walking, walking arrogantly, there's no tolerance for. There's no, now, what exactly that means and how, do, how does that work? Yeah, each person can figure it out for themselves. But to walk arrogantly, that's serious. A kippah, for Amot, you shouldn't walk without a kippah, and there's a lot of conversation about that. And the, and the Mogan Avron says, yeah, Bekomaz Kufa Filu Pachot Mi Daladamot. He brings in the name of the Bach on the tour, that even less than Daladamot, even less than four Amot, you cannot walk without in, in an arrogant way. What about the Daladamot, the four Amot, which is about six feet, or uh, what would that be, in meters, two meters? Umidat Chasidut Afilu Pachot Mi Daladamot. But Midas Chasidus, too, if you want to be a, a, a particular person, you want to be as particularly... conscientious about your Yiddish guide, even less than four amot, you won't walk without a head covering. And in our Gemara here, in the Dorim, it seems the children are allowed to go without head covering. But it's the right to cover children's heads as well, a little boy's heads, so that they start getting a sense of, of Yira Shemayim. So now we're getting that, the introduction of that idea as we have in the Gemara in various places in Shas, that part of the purpose of covering the head for a man is to be conscious of, of, of Hashem's presence. And you start that at a very young age. Because it's hard to train a little boy when he gets older to start wearing a kippah all of a sudden. You teach him as a small child, he's got to have a kippah on, and he resists it and he doesn't like it. And after a, a year or two, it's normal and that's the way he functions. It says the Turin Hilchot Tzitzit, the laws of head covering appear twice in the beginning of Arachayim. The one in Simon Beis, where we're talking about head covering, and the one in Simon Chet, where we're talking about tzitzit. And there the Tur says, and when you put your tzitzit on, when you put your talis on, the, the Baal Ha'itu says that you've got to put it on completely like the Arabs, in other words, over your head and wrap it around. Um, but he says, that's not really necessary. And then the Tur says, but you should cover your head so that you're not begiloi harosh. You're not without a head covering. Now, again, does that mean you've got a kippah? And in addition to that, you should put the talus over your head when you make the bracha? Or does it mean that um, you, you need a, a kippah on your head when you make the bracha? Let's go further and see. Says the Beis Yosef, the Shulchan Aruch, in his co- commentary on the tour. 
He says that doesn't mean that you should cover his head, your head, with the only thing that's covering it is, is the talis. Here you have the clear statement in the base Yosef that a kippah is not enough. That in a, certainly not while you're davening, and, while, and so in addition to a to a kippah, to a light head covering, the mo- modest people tsnuim add a kerchief, a turban, or a talis, or a hat onto their uh, onto their heads, and they do that litzniut. Well, adam, a proper head covering calms a person down. It, it it makes a person more conscious and mindful about the fact that he's in the presence of Hashem. And it brings him to a level of Yirat Shemaim. This is what the Beis Yosef says. Um, and since the talis can sometimes fall off, it's important that you have a, a kippah underneath and you put the talis over the kippah. And the question is, do you just do it while you're saying the bracha? Do you do it for Krishna and Shmon Esri? Do you do it for Shmon Esri? Do you do it for the whole davening? Various different minhagim. Says the Prisha. The Prisha is very important. The Prisha is the Sma. He wrote the Prisha and the Drisha on the whole of Shulchan Aruch, on, on the whole of the Tur. He's a Talmud of the Marshal and the Ramor. So if you take the Ramor and the Beis Yosef as the bridge from the period of the Rishonim to the period of the Achronim, then the Sma is the first generation of Achronim writing on the Shulchan Aruch. So the Beis Yosef and the Ramor create the Shulchan Aruch. The Sma is the first, one of the first commentators on, on the Shulchan Aruch. And he's a Talmud of the Ramor and a Talmud of the Marshal. So he's very, very important. Says the Prisha. There is no prohibition to walk around with Giloy Rosh. And, and since the Beis Yosef is talking about the, the proper full covering, his statement that there's no issue to go with Giloy Rosh seems to be you, there's no issue to go without a kippah at all. Rak midas chasidus. It's a nice, it's a midas chasidus. It's a good thing to do. But, but there's no halacha, there's no source for a halacha that you have to. That you're not allowed to walk around without a, without a head covering. Maybe you'll say you're not allowed to walk around with a head uncovered, as we saw in Simon Bayes. Can't go Daladamas. But to stand in one place, there's no Isur. Yes, we saw in the Mogan Avron that it's Midas Chasidus, even less than Daladamas. Even if you're just standing in one place or you're walking one step, the Midas Chasidus is to have your head covered. But says the Sma, it's not a halacha. You've got to know what a halacha is and what a Midas Chasidus is. And this is very important. We'll see in a moment why it's become so important. But, it's, but still, it's a Midas Chasidus. It's not, it's not halacha, says the Sma. And the Vilna Gaon says the same thing. Klala de Milta ein isu klal berosh mugulel olam. Rak lifnei When you go before a great person, you should have your head covered. Now again, is the Vilna Gaon talking about no head covering at all, or is he talking about a, a hat or a turban? But of course you've got to have a kippah. Not very clear from the Vilna Gaon, and I didn't have enough time to really go into it carefully and understand what the Vilna Gaon is saying here. Uh, but certainly a full head covering is not necessary other than uh, when you're standing in the presence of, of a great person, and also when you're davening, 
then it's correct. It's the right thing to do. And for the rest of the day, people who are Kedoshim should cover their head. Again, I think based on our Gomorrah here in the Vilna Gaon, quotes our Gomorrah on Simon Lamed. And from our mission Gomorrah, it's clearly talking about a full head covering. Uh, it would seem that what the Vilna Gaon is saying is, yes, you need to have a kippah or something over your head, and we'll see in, see in, we'll see in a moment why. But... The full head covering, which is for Yerushalayim, a kippah doesn't add Yerushalayim. You see lots of people running around with kippah doing things that don't, they don't seem to have a whole lot of Yerushalayim. It's harder with a hat or a big turban, a strimal. It's a little bit harder to, to not have Yerushalayim. It doesn't mean that everybody who's wearing a hat has got Yerushalayim. Uh, the mafia wear, wear hats. It doesn't mean that a, a hat is a guarantee for Yerushalayim. But it helps. It's a tool. It helps. A kippah is, is, doesn't really even help that much, but it's important for other things. So we have an amazing Taz. So the Taz is also that generation, 16th century, the beginning of the generation of the, of the Acharonim. It's the son-in-law of the Bach. The Bach writes on the Tur. The Taz writes on the, on the Shulchan Aruch. And the Taz writes, And then he goes, And then that you should be careful even not during tefillah. He quotes the Marshal. Because people, going out without something becomes an expression of lightheadedness and, and wildness. And it's just a, it's not a Jewish thing. When you're learning, you can take your big hat off and wear a kippah. So you see again that you see from the trend of the Acharonim, they're not talking about being in total Gilui Arosh. The Chidush is that at certain times you're allowed to wear a kippah, uh, but the rest of the time there should be a proper hat. You want to make a brocha, it's in the middle of the night, your strimal's not there. What do you do? in the bathroom. You can even use your hand to cover your, your head, just have something on your head. Which you can't do for a bro, which you can't always do, not for everything. Um, but, but in this case, it says that's at least something. Says the Taz, there's another reason why going without anything on your head, there's an Isur Gomer. And for this reason, a kippah works. So for the year of Shemayim, in other words, we're seeing that the idea of head covering for a man is an expression of identity and a tool for year of Shemayim. A kippah helps with identity, but isn't really a tool for year of Shemayim. So one has to find one's, one's level. It's become Christian practice to take your hat off. You walk into a house, it's, it's, they, they, quit, they, they don't like it if you walk with a hat on. It's, not, it's rude. It's discourteous. It's certainly into a church. The first thing they do when they sit down is take off their hat. And therefore, that's become a chukas hagoy. So now it's a Doraisa. It's not a Doraisa that you have to cover your hair. It's a Doraisa that you're not allowed to go out without a head covering. Because if you do, it's a Chukas Agoy. Especially this, door, this particular Chok. Other Chukim that the non-Jews take on, it's okay. But this, for us, it's Yerushalayim. And for them, it's courtesy to take it off. So it's counter to Yerushalayim. So to take our hat off is a complete 
transgression of of and the and the the Rambam brings that our great chachomim are careful not to take their head covering off because the shechina is above one's head. So they used to not speak too much either because they're aware the shechina is over there, the shechina is on your head. People want to go to the kotel. Why do you want to go to the kotel? To experience the shechina. <laughs> it's on your head. You don't have to go anywhere to experience the shechina. It's on your head. It's with you at all times. And the kippah is just as there's a curtain in front of the Kodshe Kedoshim to separate between the Shekhinah and, and the rest of the world. So you put a curtain. The kippah separates you from, from what's above you. So what do we come out with? The kippah, a, a yarmulke, works for several things. It works not to be chukasagoy. So to, to, to express your Jewishness, your Jewish identity, and not to buy into the non-Jewish courtesy of removing a head covering. We hold a head covering as Yerushalayim, we keep it on. A kippah helps for that. A kippah helps to, because the Shekhinah is above one. So when, when there's an awareness, but not just an awareness, a separation between the Shekhinah and ourselves. As high as the head is, the human mind is so high, so powerful, so enormous, we always know there's something on top of the head. The shechina is on top of the head. And the kippah, especially if you don't have a million clips keeping your kippah on and suction things keeping your kippah on, and you've got to actually balance it, you've actually got to be aware of it, so you're constantly aware there's something above me. What's above me? The shechina is above me. That's that, that my head is connected to the shechina. It's just an amazing feeling. So the whole idea of wearing something in your head is about what it does for you, not what you're doing. It's not a transactional thing. You put your kippah on and you go. It's what it does for you. It expresses my Jewishness. I'm not chukas hagoy. It reminds me the shechina is there. And if the kippah is a little bigger or it's a proper hat, then there's the whole question of Yerusha and Ksi Reishcha, the Kehechit the Teve, the Emes of the Rach, the Emes of the Shmaya, so that you can have Yerushamayim. Then it's even, even more. And again, no guarantees. A kippah doesn't mean that you're aware of the shechina. A hat or a strimal doesn't guarantee that you have Yerushamayim. They're tools to help us get that. And if we can link our feelings, our inner feelings, to the action of covering our heads, then we can develop the kind of sense of Jewish identity, of what it means to be Jewish. And as we said a few days ago in the Matmonium, we define ourselves more by what we don't do than by what we do do. do. We don't go begilu rosh. I'm not a goy. That's not, I'm not a non-Jewish person. I'm a Jewish person. I cover my head for all the reasons we've talked about, as well as the elements of Yerushalayim.